Today's episode is brought to you in part by Logos. Logos combines digital books with intelligent software to help you study the Bible deeply. Do word studies with one click, search for virtually anything in your Bible, and enjoy dozens of features that help you see more in Scripture. Right now, you can find my book, Virtuous Persuasion, A Theology of Christian Mission, as well as get a listener discount on Logos by visiting logos.com slash mniebauer. That's logos.com slash mniebauer. What does it mean to use the Lord's name in vain? Does this refer simply to using God's name as a swear word, or does it apply more broadly to our speech? How does our own vanity lead us to use God's name in vain? Do our words and actions cohere with our affirmations of God's name? Welcome to This We Believe, the podcast where we explain the essential texts of the Christian faith. My name is Dr. Michael Niebauer. Today we will be discussing the third commandment, thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. For many people, this commandment refers primarily to not using God's name as a swear word or a curse word. Like many teenagers, I thought that I could use plenty of colorful words to express my anger, so long as none of them included God's name. But as we'll see, this commandment is much more piercing and is meant to challenge us to assess all of our speech as well as the ways our words and actions do or do not line up with our belief in God. We can break down this commandment into three components. First, we'll talk about what it means to take God's name. Then we will discuss the double meaning of the word vain, which refers both to emptiness and vanity. So first, this commandment warns us not to dishonor the ways we take God's name. This does, of course, apply to using God's name as a swear word, but it also applies to all of the flippant ways we speak about God. We can think here of the ways we talk about our friends when they are not around. When the name of a friend comes up in discussions, does our talk about this friend demonstrate our love and respect for them? Or do we criticize them behind their back or make jokes about them at their expense? Does our talk of our friends show that we take our friendship with them seriously. Now, if we value our relationship with God above all else, then our speech about God should be in accord with our love of God and should be honoring to God. Of course, the difference between talking about our friends and talking about God is that we can't talk behind God's back. God is omnipresent, meaning he is always present before us, whether we want to acknowledge him or not. God hears not only the words we say out loud, but our internal dialogue as well. Are these words in our head ones that glorify God, that praise him, or are they filled with grumblings and discontent? In essence, all of our speech, whether it is the words in our head or the words we speak with others, is done in front of God. And this commandment is a command to use these words in ways that lift up God and honor his name.
the third commandment goes on to talk about one of the problematic ways we can use God's name, and that is to use it in vain. This word vain has a complex meaning. One of the definitions of the word vain is empty. Someone who is vain is shallow. They are hollow. They, they lack depth and meaning in their very person. If we take on the name, the title Christian, then we're taking on the name of Jesus as our identity. And if we do this, then our lives should reflect this reality. If we live a shallow life, if we don't attempt to seriously pursue Jesus, then we, in essence, render his name vain. Today, there is a danger of the word Christian signifying more a political position than a faith commitment. It signifies for many voting habits and not worship habits. In these cases, calling oneself a Christian becomes a kind of cultural moniker in the same way that someone might call themselves an American. But in scripture, to take on the name of God is a serious calling. In fact, the words for fool and atheist in the Bible are very similar. The Psalms say that the fool is the one who says in their heart there is no God. In essence, a fool is someone who acts as if God does not exist and is then effectively an atheist. So if we call ourselves Christians, our words and our actions should be of people that take that name seriously. If we say we are a Christian, we should be people whose actions reflect the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, related to this, there is another definition of the word vain, and that is vanity. Someone who is vain is obsessed with their vanity. They're obsessed with their appearance and with the way they present themselves to other people. Vain people are empty people who only care about looking good in front of others. So here, to use the Lord's name in vain is to use God to make us look better in front of other people. It is the way we use spiritual words and language to make ourselves look better and more pious than others. We can think here of a number of situations. We can think of pastors who work hard to maintain an image of themselves as pious during their sermons. Or think about how someone might use a prayer request to gossip about somebody else. They might say, please pray for Andy because he is annoying me. Here, the prayer request is a way of complaining about someone else while making us still look pious. Or perhaps we brag about how long we fast or how much of the Bible we've read or how much money we've donated. In the Gospels, Jesus says that you should tell nobody when you are fasting, and that when you give, your right hand should not know what your left hand is doing. He says these things in order to warn us. We fast and we give not to make us look good in front of others, not for our vanity, but to love God and our neighbor. Anytime we try to leverage our relationship with God for selfish gain, we are using the Lord's name in vain. And we can pull all of these definitions together to summarize the third commandment as this. Our words and actions should line up with the beliefs that we profess. We can think here about a witness in court who places their hand on the Bible and swears to tell the whole truth, so help me God. The words of that promise declare that their testimony is going to be in line with the truth. Each Sunday, when Christians recite the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed, they are called to utter this statement kind of like an oath. 
It is as if we place a hand on the Bible, raise the other hand, recite the creed, and affirm it, so help me God. In so doing, we are swearing that our thoughts, words, and actions will be a truthful witness to this oath, just as a witness is called to give accurate testimony in court. Now, when we think of professing our faith as this kind of oath, as a kind of taking of God's name, we will quickly discover that our words and actions don't often align with our beliefs. We commit spiritual perjury through our own hypocrisy. So we need to cling to the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and trust both that he will forgive us and help us to close this gap between what we believe and how we behave. One could even say that Christian growth, what we sometimes call discipleship, is the journey in which we align what we profess to believe in the Apostles' Creed with the ways in which we act through following the Ten Commandments. As we continue to follow Jesus, he will peel back the layers of hypocrisy that veil our hearts and minds. In so doing, we will see Jesus more clearly and act in more accordance with him. In this way, we will slowly become less vain and instead become people who bear God's name in such a way that it brings him the glory. I'd like to thank you for joining me today on This We Believe. If you have enjoyed this episode, I'd ask that you tell one other friend about us by sending them a text message or a social media post. This will go a very long way in helping us to reach others. If you'd like to connect further, please visit our Facebook page at This We Believe Podcast, our Twitter at We underscore Believe underscore Pod, or you can contact us at This We Believe Podcast at gmail.com. Take care and God bless. Thank you.